right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast and officially, hello world. It is a new world. Some would say it's a new age. Uh, Solly here. DJ Pi is here. Welcome to the new age, Solly, <laughs> to the new age. Big Randy is here. <laughs> Good evening. Tron is here. Hey, can I say one more thing? No, no thanks, no. Tron. Thank no, you. No, you cannot. We're going to play you out. We got, it's football night in America. <laughs> Sorry, Bryson. <laughs> Tony Dungy's coming on, Bryson. <laughs> Coach Dungy. Bryson got cut off trying to thank a few more sponsors on his way out. I, I do want to know what he was writing in his in his notepad on his way uh, on his way down the the seventy second. I think you surmised it was a list of the haters. He wanted to make sure he yeah. wasn't going to forget. <laughs> I, I, I was I, hoping a, a diss track would going to be coming. I legitimately think it was a it was a list of sponsors. I, th- I, it, I it, it very well might have been. That is tour sauce. <laughs> It really, really is. Writing a list of sponsors as you walk up the 18th green. Is that a segue for, for what you're about to say? I think so, because yeah. we have many sponsors we need to thank let on tonight's out, episode. Let me, let me pull out my list. I promise the last hour will be interruption-free, um, <laughs> thanks to our partners at Precision Pro. But uh, if you need a, com- a comedic interlude, uh, and this is a way to help certain golfers accept that they have a problem with the dreaded slice, uh, and again, to support the launch of Tron's secret weapon, the Big Bertha B21, Callie put out a very short film, and it's called Slicers Anonymous. It is uh, it's exactly what it sounds like, support group for players who slice the ball. Data shows that 73% of you listening to this show are, in fact, slicers of the ball. I made that up completely. That's not even in the copy, but <laughs> it's probably it sounds right, didn't it? It's probably higher, honestly. I think yeah. more, yeah, yeah. T- okay. certainly more people slice than than, than Hook. Uh, many of you out there will recognize the man who has been cast as the help group's guru. It's Kevin Nealon. I know Up, Saturday Night Live. Down and around. Circular. There you go. And uh, plenty of Adam Sandler movies, including Happy Gilmore. He is feeling the flow. Uh, watch the teaser on Callaway's Instagram. Go check out the full eight-minute video on Callaway's YouTube channel and uh, share it with somebody that maybe is in need of some slice correction. Maybe add it uh, with a little at mention, at Phil Mickelson, if you, if you wanted to. Sure. Randy, I thought that'd get a little bit of a rise out of you, but... <laughs> I was trying to think of an Adam Sandler movie to make a joke about DJ loving, but <laughs> I grown up a good one. What's the remote control one? Click, click, click's kind of good actually. Uh, yeah, you I, could make you could do worse than click. <laughs> Anyways, go to Callaway Golf's YouTube channel for that. All right, where do we start? Bryson well, with Bryson, I would think just baptizing the field. Probably the place to start. Uh, great stat, as as I'm sure we'll quote many from Justin Ray, friend of the program. Most strokes gained. Total in the final round by a U.S. Open champion since 1960. Johnny Miller's, of course, his 63, 10.7 strokes. Bryson DeChambeau, 7.9. A couple Arnie and Jacks in between there. But it was a complete masterclass today, man. Like, before we get into all the other shit we're going to get into with Bryson, I feel like we need to vigorously point out how impressive that was today. He, he was flawless. Him. He, he rocked, rocked him. him. I did not think that Wingfoot was going to be the spot where he all of a sudden developed touch with his wedges and was shaping shots and just everything, man. judging how the ball was coming out yeah. of the rough perfectly and getting it to stop when he needed to, getting it up and down, leaving it in the right spots. Just that was uh, as much as it was a bludgeoning of the driver. Like you can't just win, you can't win at Wingfoot by just bombing it. Like you had to hit a ton of really, really, really good golf shots. The, the firmer it got today, the better he got wedge wise he was landing shots short and running them up i think yeah it was a complete examination of golf from him today and he passed it 
It was, uh, I think we said this a lot throughout the week, but one of the things was, you know, there's kind of a false narrative probably going through about, you know, we need to, you can just bomb it anywhere and it's just all about length, length, length. And I think that tells half the story, but you still have to hit it in the corridors. And more specifically, you still have to, when you miss the fairway, you still have to, you know, if the pin's jammed over in that right side, you still got to hit it on the left side of the fairway or, or a lot of those things. And Bryson just, dude, he just was like stress-free today. As, as stress-free as it could be playing a golf course that difficult. Can we unpack that a little bit? Just, just like for clarification on the discussion around driving it, accuracy, all of that, which is that the stat of fairways hit is extremely misleading. And the, despite them telling you, Many times that you got to hit fairways to win the U.S. Open, uh, as DJ Pai always likes to say as well. It's mo- it, we're not saying accuracy off the tee is not important. I, I yeah. see a lot of people that are like, "Oh, you so you just you just bomb it anywhere and go fine." It's like, no, dude, they hit these guys hit it. it. It's missing in the rough, but not missing by very much. Where your angles are okay, there's openings in the front of greens, and you can survive. So it's it, also this week they did graduate the rough a little yeah. bit too. It was three inches next to the first cut and then it was four inches into the trees and stuff which i i think is probably the right thing to do yeah, right for sure. I, I like when it's set up well, like that but like going back like does do azinger and all these guys like not have access to strokes gained off the tee like what the fuck i, I it's been around for like a decade now about almost i just don't understand it and and when they got to 16 you know, Roger Melpy's like, oh, I like three wood here better than driver for Bryson. I was like, what are you really what have you been watching? Are you serious? It's like, by far the easiest club to hit in the back. Yeah, I just don't I don't get it, man. It's we can talk a lot about setups and future of golf and USGA and all that, but something's gotta change. Like you can't just go long, narrow with thick rough because it's you're gonna get these kind of leaderboards and you're gonna get Bryson up there a lot. Thick rough means a thick winner. I think that's or that's as join my new campaign. I think Tron was vigorously pointing out all week was you, you have to have the green the yeah. greens really firm, yep. which they were today, they but started, they weren't. Yeah. yeah, it was like that was inexplicable why they weren't that way all week. What was uh, what was the most impressive part of Bryson this week for you guys? The fact that I mean Steve Rabideau, the the superintendent has to resign now. <laughs> Poor guy. That's, He's a job killer. That's tough. That's tough. Oh, that Bryson is. That was. I was wondering how that tied to, to Bryson specifically, but uh, He's the only guy under par. He's a job. He's and a job. and uh, for background, Rabido, I guess, said that he would superintendent. He, at yeah, he would. Foot. He would resign. Uh, he would quit if if there was a single player under par this week. And you know what, Steve Tron Carter is going to hold you to that. I'll <laughs> accept your resignation <laughs> tomorrow morning. If it's not on my desk tomorrow morning. The good news, though. We're going to train him as a coder. <laughs> He's going to be coding in no time. I wish people could see the serious look on Randy's face as he says these things and does not crack. And DJ just absolutely losing it. You should talk to him about universal base income as well. Maybe. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I thought I, I was... Tulsa Welding School. They had, a, they had a bunch of commercials this weekend. Is that national or is that just local? <laughs> That's got to be local. I always was wondering. Do you? Yeah. Do you have to go to Tulsa? <laughs> Hopefully, it's just in Tulsa. No, it's in Jacksonville. That one's in really. Jackson. Yeah, it's but it's, it's in called the Tulsa Welding. Yes. Right. So I might to be reach a out local. to Bucky Perkins about, for some more information on this. I was. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah. as I was saying. <laughs> What, what was the question? <laughs> what, what, I don't even know. What impressed you about Bryson the most? Oh, he, he was all four rounds, all week. I mean, 70 or better, four days. Like, he just did not. 
It was complete. He didn't show any weakness. Yeah. And, and I really, as I'm sorry, somebody said it earlier, like his, his distance control and his ability to, to run shots up and, and play a different variety of shots was super impressive. Like round three was the one that he looked squirrely. He looked like, and then 14 holes in, I'm like, holy shit, Bryson's only one over today. I know. Like, this is jarring if you're ready for this. Strokes gain off the tee, 5.38. Approach, 6.98. Approach the around the green five point four two putting four point five nine. I was yeah. It, it was not just a bludgeoning drive it you know no. wedge it. It was a complete performance. And that's what I was gonna say as I was asking that question. I'm thinking about my own answer. And I'm like, man, you know what? It kind of was just everything. And if if you allow me for like kind of a lame answer, I think it was like his demeanor more than anything. Was it seems like you're exactly right. That was lame. It seems like exactly <laughs> the kind of place where he could have hit it in the wrong spot a few times and totally freaked out. And we would have got some great content out of it, but he just didn't do it, man. He'd like, when he hit it out of position, he chipped it back up there around the green and made par most of the time. And God, his putter looked amazing. It was just all of it. And all the of crazy it. part is no one thought he could do it. Everyone, <laughs> no one thought he could, you know, compete hitting the ball way further than everyone else. In very, that's in very that's what I'm really struggling with <laughs> as far as like, did people think that winged foot was the place it was going to happen? No, like not really, but but also like I think the only person among us that's been even the least bit critical of it is Neil because he's like, yeah, he's definitely gonna get hurt, man. From an injury perspective, yeah, yeah. yeah. I will uh, several mea culpas to issue on my end when it, when I saw his strategy of like, oh, I'm just gonna bomb driver and go find <laughs> it. I gave him the Ghana Paul Bear meme before the week started. And uh, that got old takes exposed. I actually called, I raised my hand and alerted right. old takes exposed to say, I'm hey, reaching out to you guys on, on my own behalf. Come get me because yeah. I missed this one. But hey. I think like just from the larger thing, like, yeah, I'm sh like he copped a bunch of shit for the, for the single like the irons. But as far as like kind of rebuilding your game, I know it like it takes guts to rebuild your game and, and change everything. And literally your body. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, I don't think anybody was like, yo, like, why would you do this? Like, right. like it, it's paid off. I mean, it's, he's statistically like increases his chances of getting the ball close every yard that he gains off the tee. And I think there's, yeah, it sucks when the broadcast narratives get warped like this. Like yeah. I remember when Ricky won the players and they had that, they had the, oh. you know, but that was the week where it was like, Oh, he was just named the most overrated player in golf by his peers. Like that's a legitimate, it's a legitimate thing. Mm -hmm. And was it overblown? Of course. But like, that was a legitimate thing. This is so much more like, Oh man, like, Dave six four B seven nine on Twitter has just been like in Bryson's ass. He didn't think he could do it. And Dave, check it out, man. There he is. He did it. It's like I haven't hasn't yeah. been a to a lot of like credible criticisms of he like you said, Sally, like, oh man, he's totally boned now that he hits it so far. I also <laughs> like, think it's gonna like, really come back to bite like, him. It's not that people like don't believe in what he's doing. It's like, they just don't like him. Yes. And those are two very different things. Extremely different things. And, uh, and the only thing that they did not flesh this out very well, though, I will say, and I somewhat lumped myself in this too, of that the, there was chatter, even when it started of like, Oh, us open, that'll never work. That, that was said a hundred percent by a lot of people and some Dave eight, six, one B 28, but also some, you know, some people that I actually, whose opinions I, I was going to say, I mean, I probably thought it like, I, it, yeah. it, this is very surprising to me, this type of performance at this type of course. But I guess... He so just I, undressed Wingfoot. No, like, totally. I, we, is, that was a fucking phenomenal And that's where I will say, like, I, I'm, I'm with you both. Like, I'm sure I thought that as well. But when you really break it down, like, this is where it's like, man, you shouldn't have right. 
you shouldn't have thought that because what about the U.S. Open? Like, does anybody ever go back and like check the f- stats after the fact, where or do you just hear like, oh man, fairways? I, I you know I used to watch U.S. Open in the seventies, man. You got to hit the fairway. It's like yeah, it doesn't really work like that anymore. And does, I don't know if nobody's ever like gone back and fact check themselves on that. But yeah, I don't know why that narrative keeps propagating itself. Well, it's coming because it's from people that are have played in these things. Lee Westwood tweeted yeah. like this tournament used to be about hitting fairways. He said fairways and greens. I was like, dude, yeah, it's still like definitely about hitting greens, but yeah, it really hadn't been about hitting fairways for quite some time. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird crossroads of of a lot of things and technology and all that. I think we'll probably get into that some on the back half, but well, there's still yeah, some was, golf to chat about. I was gonna say I don't want to get into the morning zoo crew yet and, and rehash <laughs> the the setup stuff, but before we do, I, I wonder like what could they have changed about the setup? I guess to to help you know Bryson proof it. I think I don't even think it's about Bryson proofing it. I think it's about making it more consistent. Like I think, if anything, it was going to be a more historic performance if it's more similar to Sunday all four days, right? And I, I have no problem with with that if it's a total runaway and it's Tiger at Pebble. They identified the yeah. best golfer and they did that, but it felt like they did it more on Saturday and Sunday than they did the full week. I like. I think we can all agree rounds one and round three played different than rounds two and four. Yes. Just from a firmness and difficulty, I think. I mean, Bryson's combined round one and round three scores. I'll agree with you on round one. I won't on round three. Okay. But, but like, he, he was trailing Louie by, you know, a combined four shots if you take rounds one and three. So I think, like, what could the USGA have done was, like, make Wingfoot almost as easy as they could. I, I think brings in all brings the in other guys yeah. and, and gives everybody else a chance. Like, it, it's... It's counterintuitive, but I think that's the way they could have Bryce improved it. I think they got to go into, I don't know if it's Tory, but let's honestly four to 500 yards shorter for the next tournament. That was the only thing I kept laughing about whenever they're showing the promos is you just see this week and it's like, oh man, thick, thick, rough, narrow fairways. Plus eight's going to win. Okay. You know, I know that didn't really work, but wait till we get to Tory Pods, man. It's going to be even <laughs> longer. It's going to be even tighter. The rough's going to be even thicker. Yeah. And it's just, it's yeah, it's going to be the same thing. Well, I'm saying like, if, if you want to restore fairways mattering, I don't know if it'll matter, matter, but if you want to restore at least a little bit, give someone like Brennan Todd a chance. If he's hitting a lot more fairways and he's got eight irons in instead of five yeah. irons or whatever he's got, he can compete better with Bryson that who was trying to hit wedges. Other and day. Sorry, and firmer greens. Yeah, yeah. No, it's incredible. Like Matthew Wolf, just to finish the point, was eight shots better than Bryson on in combined rounds one and three. Right. Bryson separated himself on the hardest days, like like lift and separate. Yeah, <laughs> especially today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't think the wind was a massive factor today. I don't think it was a massive factor any day. I think it is the lead contributing factor to scores being high, like it seeming more difficult on, on Sunday and Friday. But I thought, I mean, I, th- I think the wind was going whipping a lot more on Friday. Friday for was, sure, I than, think. Than it was today. I think today was a pretty conscious firming of the greens. Like yeah. the, the greens were a different color. They were a different. And I, I don't know if you guys want to get into this now, but like I am down with that. Like I, I yes. think it was cool. No, well, oh. I, I should progressing. say. Yeah, I'm down yeah. with the way it progressed. I, I thought it was, and I know this is going to be unpopular with half of my constituents here, but I thought it was like a really good progressive test. I so I'm not going to be morning zoo. I've I've done that this week, but but I do want to say I, I feel this sincerely. It, it's people are like, dude, this bit is tired. Like it's not a bit. Yeah. I I thought it felt a bit schizophrenic in that 
I, like, had you changed round two and three, then I can buy the progression a little bit more. But rounds one and three just seemed markedly different to me. And, and it felt weird, I guess. I, I think it is a totally fine variable for rounds to feel different from round to round. I think it asks a little bit different questions. It's like, hey, all right, can you compete against the best players in the world when it's kind of gettable right now? Now can you compete against them when it's firm? Can you compete against them now when we have the pins a little tougher today? But like it's step by step, it's like if the if it steered to a point where it was stopping to identify the best golf shots and the best players in this week, I could get on board with what you're saying. But I think throughout the week, it was like a a, a constant barrage of questions being asked these dudes. And if you slipped up for six holes, you made like six bogeys in a row, no matter what the day really was. And, you know, we see a lot of the highlights on the easier days. We see J all of JT 65, but like Dustin Johnson shot over par when it was super easy on Thursday. Like it was not... It, it was wasn't too, it was gimme. Too, it was too easy for Dustin. May have been. Which he, <laughs> he refused to participate. He abstained. He's he somehow gentleman. got T5. I really don't understand how that happened. But. I, I'm giving him my runner-up, TC. I think you would appreciate that. He, <laughs> like was, that. he was second low score rounds uh, two and four combined. I, I think going back, it, I, talked to one, I talked to a guy on the grounds crew, and I talked to somebody else who you know, has a colleague on the grounds crew, and they basically said, like, yeah, they found they, – on Thursday, they, they tried to find the easiest spot on 12 or 13 of the greens balls are ending up in that spot and that's where i will like that's not a u.s open man yeah but that's where i am gonna like lean on my own ignorance of like dude i don't know i don't know how i don't know how to set up a golf course so i'm like and i i know you're not saying that yeah. you do but like i get how they would need to they would want to wade into it slowly and keep building and building and building rather than like shit the bed on day one and then be behind the eight ball, and then like they've lost a week. Because we've point. seen that from the USGA, yeah, totally. where they lose their balls when shit starts going bad yes. mid tournament, and they did not do that this week. The fact sure. that they didn't push a little bit harder on Saturday, though, once they had Thursday and Friday under their belt, it's like, all right, man, like you, you, I you, think that's you, fair. you know what you've got here. Grass, like these greens, it's sixty degrees. Shit's not dying in in mid September up there at, yeah. at 60 degrees. Right. You can stress these things for four days straight and they're going to be totally healthy that, on that's, Monday. That's where I fall. We can agree to disagree on round one. I would have preferred it harder, whatever. I, I, I would have too. Sides. Yeah. Like it yeah, was yeah. a little soft day one. Like no one's denying that. And I, I, I think it it's more entertaining when it's more firm than it was Thursday. The, Hundo P. The, the, yeah, I'm, I'm with Tron. The disappointment was in Saturday. It seemed like they just backtracked and I thought that was needless. What did you think of today? I really enjoyed I it. I thought today I, was good. Yeah, I thought was there was variety. They moved up a couple of the pins. Yeah. I don't need to see like carnage for 18 holes, but like I do want to see Sabatini. <laughs> yes, yes. Like that was awesome. That was great. Or like, like I want to see some guys look like fools for, you know, like the it's razor thin margins. And if you don't pull off a certain shot, cool, the ball's coming back to your feet. You had guys Shout out like, to the rib on number one yeah. today. Yeah. That was awesome. You had guys laying up on uh, number three, I believe, or what was the first part three? I don't the know if they were actually laying up or if they were just yes. hitting bad shots. There's a difference between... Oh, I'll get into that. <laughs> well, don't, I don't ruin it for me. I want to believe they were well, laying Billy up. Billy Casper laid up because yeah. that's awesome. That was, he truly laid up. Really? I, think I hadn't Reed, heard that before. I think Patrick Reed just hit a bad shot. I want to talk about funnel pins a little bit here, but before we do that, I also want to talk about... I wouldn't suggest funneling this. <laughs> I wouldn't say. Getting a little loose maybe with, sure. the, with the transitions. We had a little too much of this, I think, in some of the uh, some of the recaps that we did this week. I'm talking, of course, about our friends at Elijah Craig. We've talked to you about the small batch. We have not talked about the barrel proof, which I believe was it was a, a bet that was thrown out at some point this week that if it got hard enough, you guys were going to bring the barrel proof over. We're, yeah, we're going to bring the barrel proof over Friday night, and then we were going to we we're going to drink the 18 and 
tonight if, if the winning score was over par, which clearly wasn't. It was not. Uh, you should send proof. it to Steve Rabideau as, a, <laughs> as an olive branch. The barrel proof is taken uncut and straight from the barrel, which preserves all the natural flavors of the aging process. We're, of course, talking bourbon. It's got notes of rich vanilla, caramel, butterscotch. My mouth is watering a little bit like David Faraday right now. Along with the spices of black pepper and cinnamon, every batch of barrel proof is aged 12 years and uh, varies by proof. We have the bottle of the A120 is 136 proof. The B520, 127 proof, and C920 is 132 proof. So no matter where, no matter what batch your bottle is from, you're in for a great pour. I am on the rocks guy. Mostly on the rocks guys here, I think. We, yeah. I'm yeah, sure I've some bourbon specials would Drown it with water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof was named 2017's Whiskey of the Year by Whiskey Advocate, uh, even over scotch. I bet you guys didn't know that. Pick up a bottle today, order online, and discover the greatness within. No Laying Up is brought to you by Elijah Craig, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, Bardstown, Kentucky, 47% alcohol by volume. Elijah Craig reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I need to drink wisely this week. Yeah. <laughs> After we, a week at Sweetens. And yeah, we've maybe. This week of Elijah Craig. <laughs> they've been pushing the limits a little bit. Um, to, on that point, though, on the pins and funnel pins, I thought these pins were so good. It, with a little bit of variability of wind, it was so interesting to watch guys try to get near them and that, Yes, there were opportunities out there to funnel balls in there and get good looks at birdie. But why I love these like kind of bowl slash funnel pins so much is it's not an easy shot to get it into it, but it's like like it is what we're calling it. It's a bucket. If you get in this bucket, you have a great chance for birdie. However, if you do get it in there, chances are your putt is not going to be very easy because yeah. you are dealing with severe slopes. Even if you hit it down to four feet, you know, you have these balls that are trickling, getting closer and closer and closer, but don't get all the way to the hole. Your putt's not going to be easy. And I, I love that yeah. balance of like, here, dude, like you can make a birdie if you execute Wolf, this. Wolf had a couple of those today. The putt that Bryson had, uh, yeah, Wolf had some crazy tough comebackers, <laughs> yeah. but the putt that Bryson had where he didn't quite get it into the bowl and he had to go up yeah. along yeah. the edge and then basically putting at 90 degrees that was yesterday. Well, no, today. That was today. Oh, today. Yeah. One today. I had one. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking of Webb's putt yesterday. To that point, is like, all right, that's that's your challenge for your approach shot. And if you miss it with your approach, getting in those bowls from some of those spots around the greens is super difficult. Yeah. So it goes from like a very, quote air quotes here, of easy birdie to an, a very hard par very quickly. And I think that, that on repeat is like how you really identify who's super dialed in both with their ball striking and strokes around the green and whatnot. I think there's another element that's being... It maybe got missed for good reason. Like, I just don't, you know, there's so many variables to consider before a tournament. But looking back, you've got Bryson and Wolf, two guys who can bomb it, launch it high, and everything like that. They're not having to worry about cutting dog legs and figuring out the angle and really shaping it up a dog leg. Or it, they're, the holes are pretty, I mean, you guys have both played it, you know, albeit from different ah, tees and talk stuff. About but like, <laughs> Like just just having been there before and been in the corridors, like does it look as straight? Like it's it's a lot straighter than you would expect a lot of other major championship courses to look like. It's just weird because you look at so much rough and it doesn't have. There's not a lot of good elevation change going on with your eye in terms of like you don't get a great views of the fairway and you just look at these fairways that are kind of curved that kind of look like they should have trees around them and they've just like taken out all the trees. Right. So. It's just, it just is kind of like, it looks a very unnatural golf of like why it, it just looks like the fairway should be like twice as wide as they are. <laughs> Three times as wide. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And so, so it's kind of like, 
you mentioned earlier, but it's like a Hazeltine kind of thing. Yeah, it's just like the fairway bunkers are set off the, you know, off the fairway decently far. They don't like make you think about your lines, really. It's, it's, you're just kind of bombing it and hoping to miss on the proper side. Proper side for the angle into the green. Correct. Yeah. You don't, there's not like a lot of stuff you got to avoid. That's, that's kind of what, you know, a, a, it was kind of lacking in terms of defense. Like there wasn't, wasn't much thrill to watching the tee shots at all. There wasn't yeah. like a, oh, can he cover this bunker and make this happen? Can he avoid this? I mean, I'm not, I don't love water on golf courses, but like there was no risk of going in the water on some of them. And there was, no, I don't know. It's the first week I've had where it was kind of a mild thrill when someone would hit the fairway, especially in that last group. Like seeing Bryson, when you actually saw the ball come down in the fairway and start running, you're like, oh man, yeah, sweet. Got we one. haven't seen that in a while. That's what a great drive. I don't understand the people that love watching rough the people that just say hey grow it like it's got to be even longer like do you guys like i'm exhausted uh, yeah. after watching these guys play out of the rough for four days I, I want augusta to i want them to cut all the rough out like that that would be the best thing that they could do today. second cut or what yeah whatever the fuck they call <laughs> just it trying to save you TC. just uh, like that would be the best thing that they could do today for the game would be all right you know what we're going to cut it back to exactly how it was in 92 93 and basically say you know what, like we're going to firm the shit out of the greens and you got to worry about your angle of attack into the greens. We're kind of going to neutralize at least some of the distance. They're still going to have an advantage down there either. It's like, it's just, we're not making it like an exponential advantage. Yeah. So, I, go ahead. No, I was just going to answer your question about, do I like seeing guys just whack it out of the rough? I, I think, I think at a place like Wingfoot, it works because of the run-ups to the greens and you have these big undulating greens and, you know, with the ball coming out of the rough, it you're going to get more roll. And so you get to see, oh, you know, has he, is it going to roll all the way through? Is he going to catch that slope? Um, so I, I think it works at a place like Wingfoot. That's why I was... Especially when it's few and far between. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, like, we'll go not to every week. where Tory next year, and it's yeah. not going to be quite as no. fun just watching him hack I it. even just mean on, like, week-to-week PJ Tour setups. Sure, yeah, like it, sure. That's not what anybody. But if wants they had forced carries into greens and they were just playing out sideways, that gets tedious for sure. But I, I think at a place like Wingfoot, it works. The it other does. thing is, there's not like all roughs not created equal. Like right, Bermuda roughs far different yeah. than yeah. this bent or ryegrass, whatever it is. And that's where I bear with me on this one. I think that there is a argument that it was easier out of the rough for certain shots on Wingfoot than coming out of the fairway. Like I'm watching. When it gets windy, any kind of hurting wind or kind of a cross wind going and you're hitting shots off the fairway or you're hitting shots that are going to have way more spin, I felt, as somebody who's rooting for Wolf today, felt very uncomfortable with a lot of those shots because they're that much harder to keep accurate. Whereas he looked out of uncomfortable the, with a lot of those right, shots. <laughs> out of the rough, the ball's going to spin so much less. It is a lot easier yeah, you're to playing bocce ball. get it on track, right? right That's yeah. why I love hitting off northern out of northern rough. The ball goes very straight. right? And so that, that I think, it, there wasn't a... Uh, to, your, to that point of there's not a great balance of like there's so many open areas in front of the green that it was very uh, not advantageous to be in the rough but it was just like there wasn't that punishment for being well, in it going back to those open areas like that's what it, it seemed like just like i went back last night after we like i was like am i crazy like i'm gonna go back and watch hail Irwin or i'm gonna go back and watch highlights from ogilvy and all that and it is wild to see how much wider the approaches, you know, mm-hmm. like it seems like the the hand stuff made it a better golf course, but maybe not as good of a championship test, if that makes sense. I know what you're saying. I think in relation to par, 
Yes, but I also I think you have such a it's a better exercise to have huge ass greens and tuck the pins in the corners. And to your point, I think that they probably could have pushed the pins harder than they did. And I think yeah, I think that's feeding back into the the yeah. pins thing. Right? Yeah. So is it the scores are going to be lower with bigger greens? That just is is you have way more opportunities to hit them. But there's way more risk reward and like, all right, am I going to try to get close to this left pin? Like that tenth green today. They're tempting guys. There's so much green there, but they were luring them into going to that back left pin, and so like Wolf tried to get back there, and it didn't work out great for him. And that that is more interesting to me. Is it going to result in lower scores? Hundred percent. But man, some of like the old images from 06 of those of those greens. I don't think that would have been that. That fun doesn't to watch. do it for me either. That, I'm yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I'm, like I'm not saying one's better than the other. Right. right. I think. This current way is objectively better just yeah. as an exercise of golf, but yeah, just just as a strict punishing from the rough mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, it would have definitely made the rough more punishing if the greens were smaller and there weren't as much run up areas. TC, you mentioned something earlier, a phrase that I know, Randy, I'm sure that this tickled you as well, but when you said Augusta could cut the rough, that'd be the best thing they could do, quote, for the game. Can we talk about the game as it relates to Bryson DeChambeau a little bit? Because I think this was... Something Tron and I were, were talking about on the couch today. I felt like today was a massive... Can I interrupt you before we do it? Just okay. so we can, we can go totally interruption-free for oh, the, sure, the remainder sure, of this sure, program. Sure, please. I'm sure it was You great. don't want to do like a clever segue? Uh, like Bryson, you know, he's just he's so close to the greens. Maybe he doesn't even need a rangefinder. <sighs> Golly. <laughs> That would have been that. that I don't know. Great. Come on, I don't, I don't, I don't do your fucking job I was for you, man. Say that, that some, you know, who else is great for the game? That's our friends at Precision <laughs> ah, Pro. That's a much more optimistic. Uh, he version. played some. F- Bryson played some phenomenal golf over the last four days under conditions that. Uh, this is in the copy, so I'm going to say it just to trigger you guys. Uh, that we can all agree were really, really tough. Uh, so he he has definitely earned the honor of having his name engraved on the U.S. Open trophy. Listen, most of us, uh, we won't ever know what it feels like to walk up that 18th fairway, you know, with a six-shot lead, and to get our names you engraved. Don't know that. I, I'm going to guess. Okay. We we do have to address that this has an asterisk on it because uh, you didn't qualify. I, there wasn't exactly. open qualifying for it. It is one of the oldest and most prestigious trophies in golf. Uh, but you know what? We do have an opportunity for golfers to have their names engraved on one of their newest and most reliable golf range finders I was wondering where in the game. More, more importantly, your phone number. You could, yes, That's huge. You yeah. need your phone number on a range finder because you will lose it. So this week only, Precision Pro Golf is offering free custom engraving on our favorite range finder, the NX9 Slope. Precision Pro engraved all of our names on our rangefinders. They look fantastic. They even put a little Nest logo on there for us. Most importantly, the NX9 rangefinders are fast, accurate, and reliable, helping golfers pick the right club and swing with confidence. Now, with the per- with free personalized engraving, Precision Pro is helping golfers make sure they never lose their rangefinder. Our listeners get an extra $20 off the NX9 rangefinder using coupon code NOLANGUP. Go to precisionprogolf.com, use coupon code NOLANGUP for $20 off, and personalize your rangefinder with your name and your number. It's this week only, so get there. Precision Pro Golf. Swing with confidence. Hit more greens. Best deal of the year. Please don't miss it. Sorry to hold you back, DJ. No, no worries. Listen, Bryson hit a lot of greens, so that was a great, that was a, a necessary segue. And he shouted out a lot of sponsors. And he shouted out a lot of sponsors. Exactly. Where was I going with that? So The game. Tron and I were talking about the game, as we're wanting. Not the, the rap- rapper. Not the rapper. <laughs> not the rapper. The game that we all love. And I felt like today, so, you know, we've... I, tweeted something snarky just like oh it looks like you know people are losing their their reasons for you know all these things why bryson's not going to work like it doesn't he doesn't putt well it doesn't work at majors blah 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 and it's basically what you're left was like yeah well like he makes me angry when he plays well is kind of what a lot of people are left with and i very much sympathize with that 
none of what I'm about to say or what I have said should lead you to believe that I think he's really cool, like a really cool guy who I just love watching win. Not the case. I think today, TC, for a lot of those people, I think where you can find solace, I feel like it's got to be short-term pain for long-term gain. Do you want to explain what I, what I mean by that? Yeah, it's it's uh, the game. It's going to expedite some change in We don't the know game, if it will, I but I think that's our yeah. only hope. It's, I mean, if this doesn't, you know, if, if what we're witnessing, and it's not just Bryson, you know, there's other elements yeah. too, but this is, I think people are finally, like the lights are starting to go off a little bit of like, oh shit, like the, ball goes the so only far. thing that matters is just... <laughs> Like swinging really hard, and then like you can fill in the rest after the fact, kind of thing. Like kind of like what Bryson's done with his putting, where I think like that's the most remarkable thing to me about Bryson is like the fact that he he's turned his putting from a weakness into like a, a strength mode. Absolute monster strength, while yeah. looking hilarious doing <laughs> it. That's the underrated part. And yeah. Clint Novak asked this question: How long does it take for the USGA to seriously enforce distance control? Like well, it, so it's going to take yeah. a long time. So like going, I said, we're, we've got a couple more years of this before like anything happens. So going back, like, I think, yeah, I mean, like Wolf had what he had pitching wedge, he driver pitching wedge into nine, into nine, today. The par five. Um, yeah, it's like, you know what? Like if, if this doesn't make the USGA like get their attention, then like nothing will. So and I don't think it's going to be just this. I think like it's, you know, we talked about Augusta, like there's going to be a lot of people who barely watch any golf and the masters is the only thing that registers with them that are going to tune in and be like, Whoa, what the hell? This guy's hitting it so far. But like, here's where did wh- this come from? And here's, I, here's I where like it hurts though. Those are people who don't like to be made. The Augusta people, I should say, are the people who don't like to be made, you know, to look stupid. Bear with me on this also, because what I'm about to say, you're going to have a, a tough reaction to it initially, but like the USGA, the people there, they're not idiots, right? No, of course. They're not blind to this happening. They have seen this happen and willfully not done anything about it, which is especially troublesome for it. This is, this is not going to be the moment that I, I don't believe this is the moment that causes alarm bells. Like how no, no, no. they have, they've seen this coming. They know no, this that's is right. a thing. I think it's less alarm bells for them and more alarm bells for just in casual conversation and in golf circles of like, Hey, this is the reality now. Like we, you know, like we either need to embrace this now and it's going to be the, it's going to be the reality into the future or like we, or we change it now and it's going to take the next five years to change it. And I do want to give some credit and maybe this is too much benefit of the doubt, but like, it's not that they're doing nothing like outwardly. Yes, they're doing nothing, but clearly, clearly this is the, like probably the top, thing they're thinking about with like the distance insights insights project and all these different things that they've they've been studying this for a really long time and it's a massively complicated issue that that's they can't just the way, like that's flip all the they switch. Do is study it. But that's what I'm getting at is like that's where I'm going with, yeah. you know, it's not like they're gonna watch Bryson this week and then put out a press release tomorrow. Be like, you know what, never mind, we're putting our foot down. Like this is gonna take years and years and years and years to figure out. But that's where I'm going with is like Bryson is is the way forward. Like if you if you don't like what he's doing you, it's very counterintuitive. You, you need to root for him to win more. Honestly, like that's <laughs> like break, the, break the game. Just break it. That's the only no. the only chance we have. I think. Is that, is that foolish? No, no, not at all. It just makes me chuckle. Like you could take this exact conversation and apply it to other things in our world. It's, yes, it's just hundred percent. Very funny to me. Yeah. And if he keeps drinking all these protein shakes, he's probably going to release a lot of methane into the air. That could be the whole thing. I think that's what you're alluding to. We got to watch that too. I, I I thought where you were going to go too is like for all the people that hate Bryson, you know, if if you watch wrestling, ra- uh, if, if you're a wrestling <laughs> fan, uh, you know, sometimes you need the heel to win. Hundred yes. oh, yeah. percent. That's gonna. Yes. That's gonna be. 
that's going to bring so much more emotion and and uh, I you know like like it's a long game in that respect too. Like we got to build this guy up so we can all you know root against him down he's the road. A, he's a, he's so much more talented and such a higher ceiling than like Patrick Reed, for instance. Like we yeah. like Patrick Reed's our best heel in golf, but like he can only do so much. Right. Right. I would go as far as to say I don't like Bryson as a person, and I root for him. Like I I enjoy watching. I like him. watching him. Oh, I think he's. So great theater. One, I think he's great theater right now. I think it's going to get tiresome very, very quickly. When like, if he keeps doing it over and over and over and over, and the like, smarter he thinks he is. That's a big one too that I had on my list, which is this is going to it's em- going to be awesome. Embolden him <laughs> so much. Think about all the shit he said when he hadn't won anything, and now he's literally he changed his entire body. He did this seemingly asinine thing. It completely worked, and he won a major. You know, he won one of the first two majors he played, Every, and he could have won the first one as well. Everything he does is validated. Misting the golf ball, like it's it's all, <laughs> all it. completely validated. It now. is going to it, you, he is going to ramp you, it you up. Hear to that, Bryson? You are you are right. You're 100 percent correct. <laughs> yeah. Put it in everybody's faces. Get that much more arrogant. <laughs> you he is going to ramp it up to a billion. Yeah, and it, and he's going to get more media coverage. He's going to get more. I mean, it's it's going to be. I, I'm I'm here for it. It's going to be too. fantastic. It's, but you know what is great about it, especially, is that it wasn't. He didn't set out on one path and follow it until it worked. He was like, all right, I'm going to do this. That didn't work. Okay, now I'm going to try this. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, like the, I don't know what was the light bulb that went off of, like, I'm going to now bomb it. But it is now he's just opened up a whole new world. And it took, like, he used to put side saddle. He used to do all this crazy shit. Yeah, like, and he's found out something that is going to work in every aspect of his game. And it's awesome. He's the only dude out there that really is doing it this way. And I think the uh, and big, he's the content king along the way. Exactly. And I think the big thing, not to shift away from the the Bryson is hilarious bit, but they were saying on the broadcast, like, I don't know, is this going to make a bunch of other guys like rethink what they're doing? And like, I don't think, I don't think there's very many tour players that can just, you know, okay, I'm going to just pack it up now. I'm going to go in the gym and and like rebuild it. We've that's the biggest horror story in golf right. constantly and consistently. Like that that just keeps happening. Other guys can't do that. This is a freak thing that Bryson's done. What it can do is what I think Azinger very smallly kind of like alluded to, which is if you're a high school golfer watching this, if you're a middle school golfer, like just swing your face off, man. Hit it as hard as you possibly can. Bones said, I mean, yeah. that carries more weight with Bones saying it than Azinger. And that's say. where I think yeah. like a kid can do it from the start much easier, quote unquote, much easier than, you know, Look at his playing partner today. Jordan Spieth isn't going to go like, you know, the problem is like I'm Maybe not Spieth should. It. Oh. As I was halfway through that sentence, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, actually. This, this could but be yeah, that's thing. the thing. We talked about it a little bit last night or two nights ago. Like, where, yeah, Bones said, period, point blank, like straight up. He was like, if you have young kids, teach them to swing as fast as possible and get as much swing speed as possible. That's the only thing that I like. That's my only piece of advice. And it's not just about getting it far down there. It's the swing speeds helping you get the ball out of the rough when yeah. it's in the rough and you're hitting more lofted irons into it and you can stop the ball. Like it is just the golf ball. It's a, I don't know. We could spend 50 minutes talking about just how it's possible with the current technology. And it's just a never ending. I hate getting into the discussion on Twitter because you just can't, you can't make a complete point in 280 characters. You can't make a complete point in 2000 characters. It's, there's just nuance and and complications to every second of it, but these are the kind of this is the scene you're left with if you have a golf ball and equipment that is going to allow this. And if I could summarize it the best way possible, it's like, well, it's not Bryson's fault. Like he it's he put totally on all the weight, and it's yeah. not. But it is possible to swing it this hard with 
not very much risk involved with it, relatively speaking to prior equipment eras because of what the current equipment is. There's a reason why he is currently able to do yeah. this and why no one in golf history has done it it's like, like this. It's like tennis. Like It's a lot like tennis where like the, the men's game in tennis just got so, I don't know, just like serve, serve, serve. And to just clarify, drive, drive, drive. If he swung like this with persimmons, Bryson would still hit it further than everyone, but there'd be a whole hell of a lot more balance to it and determination of when to actually try to crank that up. And, there'd and the be more rough risk would to be it. the the ball would do weird shit out of the rough, and yeah. his dispersion would be. And, and so even much to give more. you, even to give a, a little more credence on that point too, like it's not just Bryson. Like right. you heard the stuff they were talking about with Matt Wolf before the round two, where he's like. You know, yeah, this isn't really the kind of. I know it's kind of the place where like a lot of people would lay back and like maybe try to be a little more conservative, but like, yeah, I just don't play like that. I just hit it as far as I can, and then we kind of figure it out from there. It's, or or so, Rom, like Rom yeah. plays a little bit like that too. So, so it's not just Bryce. Yeah. No, I he is I the just, best at it, I, and I don't think anybody here is. But I, I, I think one of the things to keep in mind is when people try to replicate it, it's like just just how much skill there is. Yes. Yeah. That he possesses, uh, yeah. that that he's put all this on top of, and it's it like, is an incredible skill. And hitting it far is a skill, and all that. I think a lot of us here are in agreement, though. The more entertaining skill to watch is not driver wedge; it is some semblance of hitting it accurate off the more accurate off the tee and great iron play. Because I'm well, I, why don't these long drive dudes? You know, yeah, shouldn't yeah. The, it's <laughs> for like, sure. You know, there's there's he's so good. I think he's the perfect guy to be. He's the perfect messenger. Like it'd be different if if say Adam Scott did this, right? And Adam Scott, kind of quiet and just behind the scenes, he's like, you know what? I'm gonna bulk up and I'm gonna hit it past everybody, and <laughs> I'm awesome. gonna I'm gonna reinvent the game. No, it's so much different when Bryson does it and throws it in your face and tells you all the reasons why he's doing it, all the bullshit reasons why he's that have nothing to do with why he's doing it, but that just make him sound smart. And then, you know, and then all the sponsors, like he's, it's just the whole bit is so insufferable and like over the top that. It's it's so polarizing that like going back to our for the good of the game talk like that's that's the thing that's going to bring it to oh, a head. It's been yeah. It's just Phil's got to do this right at age fifty. I feel like he kind of is. Kind of already yeah. is. Right? Yeah. I know, but yeah, not it's, going well. To that to that point, it's no, like totally. it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah, yeah, it's not. And uh, yeah. To yeah. everything you said, Tron, like he he just the guy was created in a content lab. Like it's to that it's point, unreal. And it's just gonna get. I mark my words here. It's just gonna get more outlandish. I tweeted this earlier, and I couldn't. This was I hit a character limit of the things that he's done since <laughs> since this year, which is put on a million pounds, became the longest hitter in the game. He fought some ants. He made a ten. He berated a rules official shortly after that. He called out Brooks Kepka's abs. He cooked bacon shirtless. Said he wants to live to 130. Yelled at <laughs> a camera. Yelled at a cameraman for damaging his brand and uh, had his caddy block a camera. I forget if I said that one. And then he won the fucking U.S. Open. Also, not even on the list. Uh, the the potential dog controversy was the dog yeah. alive? Was Trigger alive or not alive? Uh, the thing KVV tweeted about how uh, what was it? If the laser. He the had laser was technically like illegal under federal law if it if it hit a towel or something. If it didn't hit the towel, or it, you had to deflect it off a towel or something, or else it was illegal under federal law. under federal law. Uh, well, breaking news here. I, I, I forgot about the dog. <laughs> uh, David Faraday said, is there a Nobel Prize for golf? If there was, you, you have to think this man would win it. So he's also a Nobel Prize winner. Wow. Potential Nobel Prize. Yeah, that's if, cool. Should the committee choose to yeah. extend into golf? Can we go down the leaderboard a little bit? Are we, are we, are we, I don't even know if I'm on? done with Bryson. Uh, yeah, right now. Right, 
so what Bryson, like, what's what's the next thing? What's he gonna mess up? Honestly, he's gonna get like his his head is just swelling and swelling and swelling because he's that kind of guy. And like, yeah, like that's the thing. It's like I don't I don't dislike Bryson because of a lot of this encore stuff. I've just heard a billion stories about like this guy is a dickhead, <laughs> a straight up dickhead. He treats people poorly. He's not like he's not a good human. And like something's gonna happen along the way here. I. Sticking to the golf, I guess. <laughs> and not even that we should stick to the golf, just that that's, you know, kind of what... get his ass kicked one of these days. I, like, A, I would say a physical altercation. Like, he might get his ass beat by somebody. B, like, this is the deflating part for the Bryson haters. And I feel like we said this a lot after Detroit and even before that. Like, he's going to drive it long and pretty straight, like, most of the time, man. Like, that's not going to waver. It's not like he's going to go through a six-month stretch where he's like, oh, shit, I forgot to hit it super... I forgot how to hit it super, yeah. super, super long. Look how quickly he fixed his governor. Exactly. Yeah. All the governors the were intact today. Of, exactly. But it's, it's like, dude, I don't... He, I know there's... He, he brought Rick Perry back <laughs> in. <laughs> I know there's, there's recency bias out the ass every week on this podcast, and we can predict him for 55 majors today if, if you want, but... Like, I don't see a lot of, I don't know why it's not, unless he gets hurt. And that's maybe the simplest answer to your question. Like, what's going to break or what's going to screw up? Like, maybe an injury, but. There's got to be some sort of PR controversy too, right? But yeah, that stuff just seems to wash embolden them even more. It's it's outrageous. And the the thing I'm putting all my hopes in here, and this is why I say I think it's it's short-term pain for long-term gain. Is like you said, Randy. The the villain needs to win, and the legend needs to grow and grow and grow and grow, so that when Jordan Spieth gets his gets his form back oh my God. at Augusta versus Bryson, it will be the ultimate the ultimate golf tournament. David versus Goliath. Yes, that's going to be the well, pinnacle I mean, of golf. That's like Hogan versus Andre the Giant. It's exactly exactly right. How about Bryson shouting out Mister Nicholas? <laughs> well, I think he was asked about it because it was uh, the stat on like only so many people have won the. Nicholas NCAA medal. and USAM and it's the Nicholas Medal, right? Open. For winning the, I think that's what uh, something to do with it. I just feel bad for say. the members. I know, I know. Yeah, so those, many people those out there. Poor do. members up there. Rick Pitino, <laughs> Coach Ferratu. <laughs> I'm not, can, I, <laughs> can we talk like <laughs> some Wolf now? I'm not, I'm, 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 I might I'm be Bryson out. I think we can. We'll probably circle back around. I'm sure, on. I'm sure we will. It, I'd say anyone feel free to just inject. Bryson thoughts into the conversation wherever need be. Okay. Wolf did not shoot a 67, a 68, a 69, a 70, a 71, a 72, <laughs> or a 73 this week. That's a wild stat. Solo second at the U.S. Open. Um, what, you, uh, you're not willing to crown him, Randy? Nah, not, not when you shoot 74, 75 on the two clear days where like the course was different. That. Little, little exposed for for my life. So Matt Matt Wolf the, won. He won the WGC. Yes, exactly. So it's, what would you say for the rest of the field that didn't finish runner up? You know, I think a guy like uh, I think Webb Webb Simpson, a guy like him, got robbed this week. You know, he was playing a proper U.S. Open all four rounds. Um, Luke, check it out. There might not be a proper U.S. Open anymore. No, it might not exist. Uh, listen, all I'm saying is that it just when there's that big of a difference, man, it just I don't know something's something's up there. How about Matt Wolf finishing T four and solo second in his first two majors of his career? That's pretty solid. It's extreme. <laughs> he's, I believe I mentioned he's supposed to be in college too. No doubt, right? No, not people forget. Not, that. not a lot of people are, are discussing yeah, that. He, he just he didn't look comfortable from the fairway. 
Going yeah. back to that. No, it was. Um, we kind of talked about this. Too many fairways. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> literally hit too many fairways. We talked about this Saturday night. It was just kind of like he. I feel like he was vibing hard, and he actually was in the flow of things Saturday. And there's just no way to like fake getting in that vibe of you're just out playing golf with your buddies in the final pairing of a U.S. Open. Even though fans, I think he tried his absolute best to simulate that and. Didn't change anything he was, he was doing. How about he's walking up? Who's I don't know who's yelling at. Somebody said it was DJ walking up, like say hi to your wifey for me. That was <laughs> right as he's talked directly into the camera. That was a, a lob to the content gods there. But I just uh, I don't think there's any simpler way to sum it up than like he's 21 and it was his second major. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah he's probably gonna be he's probably gonna be pretty fucking uncomfortable <laughs> in a couple spots, but gotta be uh, gotta be promising going forward. Yeah. I know, it's, it's, sure. Uh, He's willing to give him that. It was it was at least a good week. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I said my piece. We can we can Randy, agree to disagree. I just found it. You know, I think he got he got crowned a little bit. Randy Oosthuizen's right in that same shot sixty seven sixty eight yeah. on Thursday Saturday. I don't think he was ever really in this. I mean, Xander Xander felt like he was much more in it than than uh, Louis. And then they both the five straight bogeys and was it was tough. like, all right, that's that's not like this is a two horse race now. What do you guys make of Louis? It. Just weird. Like I don't. Yeah, that's that's. Kind he of the simply word I doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, we that was the joke forever. Like he'd rather be farming. Yeah. Like, I, I just I, don't. I don't yeah. know how to place it. Right. I mean, he when he's on the leaderboard at a major, I'm like, oh yeah, that like that makes sense. But I, like, no one ever thinks of him when he plays poorly. No, and I feel I feel bad thinking like I love Louie. I love watching him. Obviously, the golf swing like has been a billion words have been written about that, but he's. I feel the same way kind of when Hideki's up there on the top of the leaderboard. It's like, I just don't even you don't even show these guys. What are you doing? Come on. They're not gonna win. I mean so Hideki definitely on. wasn't gonna I was shocked Hideki didn't like the putter didn't get hot this week. That's I couldn't so, believe it. That's so weird that under extreme press uh, under extreme pressure wasn't when Hideki's putter was Can gonna we get hot. Just like we had a little talk about it earlier this week, but going back, like just his putting mechanics. Oh my and god! I don't know shit about putting mechanics. No. But. I texted a, a bunch of my coaches about this. Uh, <laughs> actually, I did text a guy like, "Hey, just like for the record, like I don't know shit about mechanics, but like his his putting mechanics are really bad." And the response I got was, "Bad would be the ultimate compliment <laughs> for his for his mechanics." The hands keep getting lower and lower and lower. It looks like he's trying to hit like the flip draw with the. <laughs> oh with the my god! It's worse than I even thought. He lost three over three and a half shots to the field on the greens alone this week. It's just not going to do it. Only guy, uh, Finau, was T8 and lost strokes to the field. Uh, no one else in the in the top 20 lost strokes putting. Such I, a comfy uh, week for Tony oh this week. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Tony. T8. T8. You know. Did, that, <laughs> that's news to that me. That was truly shocking when we sat down to the podcast. <laughs> I opened up the scoreboard. The, really? uh, the leaderboard was like, huh. <laughs> Not he, surprising. He struck the shit out of his irons. He gained. He was second in the field in strokes gained approach this week. So, I but he's gonna have to make some putts if he wants to win. It felt games. nice to be burned by the rib again today. That that was. You got burned. Uh, yeah, I did a little bit. He kind of he kind of fucking fooled me a little bit on Saturday. The rib, like the rib a, was a, fr- uh, a the rib uh, was in the frog Thursday, group. Yeah, Thursday, Saturday, for the TPC. But he had the uh, gosh. He just he had some grind to him yesterday. He had a different look on Saturday. And then he comes out on the, literally the first hole and hits a putt that rolls back to his feet. Four putts. And in. four putts for six. I'm like, God, what? Fool me once, you know, shame on... Uh, first I, shame, shame I, on think, I think everybody's, everybody's rub of the green. Fool, fool me once, you're going to fool me again. <laughs> everybody's rub of the green of the week. Harris English, first hole today. Well, that was tough. before we move on from Rory, just so it's not, you know, Bryson just bludgeoned and won this thing with his driver, Rory led the field in strokes gain off the tee this week. 
and Bryson beat, gained like seven shots on Rory with just approach play alone. So that was a baptism. Yeah. The, the, so apparently Rich Beam found uh, Harris English's ball way after the three minutes was up. Apparently, when, but, Where was it? I don't know. I don't know the details or? behind it. But Going back to Rory, what, what, uh, Rory's putting stats. It gained those? three and a half shots on the field this week on the okay. greens, which that's that's a good that's a good ass putting week. Uh, Bubba lost six shots to the field. I'm seeing Bubba's Bubba's shoes and the red shoes. What'd you was, think? It was not good. <laughs> I'm, I did, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I did wonder how the hell DJ uh, ZJ finished in the top ten at this setup, and he led the field in strokes game putting, getting ten shots on the field, but. Ricky, last in the field of guys that made the cut in strokes game putting. That's he's the best putter. He's in the, the best world. He's the best putter in the I world. I know it's crazy. Oh That's how you gosh. know the greens were too gimmicky, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, Xander, what do we think about Xander? Another, I mean, another step in the right direction, right? What else? You thought it was well, just not like so much. Five bogeys in the back nine when you. Well, yeah, that was that was horrible. But he he, he needs to. I don't know. I think if the putt, if the if the shot doesn't fall back the the front the false front on ten. And that thing gets close, and he gets some momentum on the back nine. I think it probably looks a little different. Yeah, could have easily. And then Z- he was kind of he was kind of pressing from there. Xander's at a real crossroads for me. I, I can see a few different paths we're taking here. I, I, I see whiffs of a of, of very rich man's Patrick Cantlay, where it's like, dude, it's time to shit or get off the toilet. He's only twenty six. I know. Randy does not give these guys a lot a long life here. Yeah, I I, I can see pass. I, it wouldn't shock me if he goes the Ricky route, and you know it's like, dude, he was close a lot, and he just never. I was, was going like, to ask for a comp. Never won a major. Xander's played in thirteen majors now. He's made the cut in twelve of them. He has nine top twenty fives, seven top tens, and five top fives. That's a lot, and that's a different path where he he banks one. I I don't see anything. He has two runner-ups. I, 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 you know, if we're power ranking guys, like uh, in terms of who are you taking gun to your head, he's he's there are many guys I'm taking above him. So I, I don't think he's gonna, you know, bank a ton of majors. I certainly wouldn't be shocked if he wins one here. But I know uh, I don't know. I it just seems like he's so I want to get out ahead really of this. good player. But yeah, I want to get out ahead of this because I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm just flipping the Fino thing right back at you Go. with Xander. But he strikes me as much more of an example of somebody who's like. Dude, he's played like pretty nice, and it just hasn't like bounced totally his way. Oh yet. my god! What are you more saying? than Finau? More than Finau? Oh yeah, he's all right. So he's won a tour championship, and he's won a WGC. Yes, like he seems record. like somebody who's been he's played really like exceptional, exceptional golf, and just kind of like gotten beaten in some spots. It seems like at least in the major. I mean, he's won four times yeah. on tour yeah. too. Like, let's not put him in the same combo with Finau here. No, but I'm I saying it's the same kind of thing that like. Solly will say about Fina where it's like oh, field events. You so. know, he's in the he's that's that's interesting. Let's keep an eye. <laughs> let's keep an eye on that. Uh, but it's the same kind of argument where it's like, you know, he just you gotta put yourself in there and sometimes it bounces your way, sometimes it doesn't. I feel like Xander, I don't think he like gets uh, today. I know he made five straight bogeys. That was not good. But I don't he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who goes out, leads by three, and then like kicks it away. Like that doesn't I think he just it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah. You guys want to get to a couple questions? Sure, sure, uh, sure. What a thrill that would be. Um, I think this is one we're gonna have to do for as long as we don't have fans going, at major. Going, just just finishing up the leaderboard stuff here. Zalatoris, Mr. Gilmore, exceptional week. What did what did his stats look like? T to green. I can pull that up for you. But T six. Um, I, th- I I think it's safe to say for Zalatoris, and if you're not familiar with him, he's having an insanely good season on the Corn Ferry Tour. He is probably the guy 
that has gotten boned the hardest from a professional golf standpoint, of course, as far as the wraparound season and from, from a professional golf standpoint. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I was more, I was more so, you know, saying for I was getting You're ready to say from COVID, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I wouldn't necessarily. <laughs> you guys are bad, bad people. Uh, Congrats to Will Zalatoris. He gained. Almost eight shots with his approach play alone. He led the field in uh, amongst professional golfers this week at the U.S. Open in strokes gain approach. He might be Morikawa's son. He <laughs> he very well could, but he he's, he's about to crack at the top hundred in the world. I would think. Right? Yeah, and the data golf the guys tour. love him. They think yeah. he's a top forty, top thirty, maybe player in the world already. And I say he needs to go special temporary membership route and start zapping up those sponsor exemptions. Try to get your way onto the tour. Well, there's no. He's too good. There's no corn. I mean, there's I guess there's three corn ferries. There's Wichita this week, and then they've got uh, Savannah, and then one down in Orlando. But other than that, there's there's none left till next Mar next February or like yeah. end of January, yeah. early February. Oh, that's true. So, so he yeah, can, he can. It's it's not like he's giving up on anything to do right. that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got his card wrapped up through the Corn Ferry season already. Anyways. And then JT. I think we need to address JT. Do you want to you want to apologize? I'll apologize, yeah. Okay. I, I That was another one I think I got fooled a little bit by that, by round one, uh, and obviously blinded by my own bets this week. Went heavy on JT and in every bet, which turned out to not be such a good call. But, yeah, he just got fucking exposed, man, with, uh, with the driver. That was painful to watch on Saturday and obviously didn't look like it was great Sunday flashed some signs of life coming in but not a great week while oh, we're thinking the, of it do you want to unapologize for apologizing for Bryson yeah okay I'll do that as well okay. just tack it on put it on my yeah. tab okay <laughs> anything else you guys want to you want to get me on it's no, all no, you. helping you no, no, who, I know I appreciate it who did you pick that that couldn't win oh my god how did win? we wait till this oh, this god. deep in the pod Sully, welcome to the brotherhood I JT man. for the record uh, I picked Morikawa, who missed the cut, so I will be the winner this week of the picking guys who are not going to win. Solly, who'd you pick? Randy goaded me. Into not it. at all. I listened he back did. to it. It was a complete own goal. It was a complete Randy own made goal. a face. He didn't he, Simpson was a little light. I stand by that. He, no, I, and that's fine. Yeah. But then you didn't have to offer up another no, one. No, but I, 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 I seek Randy's approval in everything I do, <laughs> and his disapproval of my pick made me throw, get cocky. And I thought, oh, Bryson won't win. Solly's pick to win, pick to not win. Bryson DeChambeau. Mm. Welcome to the brotherhood. I'm mm. in the club now with Mr. <laughs> Piowski. <laughs> I've picked one major winner correct and in my lifetime, basically, and one that I thought would not win. And, so. and then uh, Reed, 77-74 on the I weekend. I kind of forgot that's, about Reed. That's like, tough. I think we need to mention that. That sucks. I was weirdly, maybe I was just in a bad headspace this week, but I was kind of rooting for Reed as well. Reed and Bryson. I was like, yeah, just give me those guys, man. Who cares? Kokrak bounced back today, 72 on the he, weekend. He got in a heavy cash game there as he got knocked out of the tournament and cleaned one, up a little bit. One day cash game. And then... Uh, we need to shout out the schlong. The schlong. Oh my gosh. The schlong. What a what a week. I think I'd be willing to say he schlonged Wingfoot. I think he all did. in all, 71, 74, on 69, 73. I think on aggregate, he absolutely schlong. T13 made made over 200 grand this week. Just, Good for a, him. just a successful week hanging out with the commish. Oh my gosh. Uh, who's your biggest disappointment of the week? And then I, we can get to some questions. God, what happened to Hovland coming? I know. Yeah. That's, Jeez, what I was that's a tough too. scene. That cost the FedEx Cup team a lot of money. Uh, it's still DJ. I know he finished T6, but he, he gave the gritty round of golf that he. Was very confident he would be able to contribute this week, and just seventy three round one that cost him, man. I mean, he finished 
11 shots back of Bryson. I don't think he was, I don't think anybody was beating Bryson, but it's still DJ for me. Rom's got to be up there, though, too. Rom was, I, it was kind of tied between Rom and Rory, I think. And the Rory one's a far more emotional pick just because I really, really, really want to see Rory win one Were of these you things. expecting Rory to win, though? I wasn't expecting him to win, but I was expecting him to, I was expecting him to make rib a little bit today and kind of like, Get there where he's he's five holes ahead of the leaders and maybe makes a birdie. I thought he'd make that he eagle gets it on to nine. Minus one. Yeah, yeah. And, and and we didn't even get that, so that was disappointing. I was disappointed in the Australians. Jason Day, Adam Scott. I thought I thought one of those two would would kind of step up. Great drivers of the golf ball. It just I don't know. It just didn't materialize. Both of them were just kind of shot between seventy one and seventy six all week. I want to give a quick flashback to just you know two years ago at this time. That Jordan Spieth was, you know, still struggling at that point. Goes to France and goes three and two in the Ryder Cup. Bryson goes over and goes zero oh and three. How far, like yeah. how far away right now is Jordan Spieth from what Bryson is doing? It's like yeah. how stark is that contrast right now? It's not oh, good, man. No, it's not good. And they both live in What's, the Metroplex. Well, and I think Jordan can learn something. Bryson made some radical changes, and yeah. I don't know what that looks like for Spieth exactly, but he's he's got to try something different. Yeah. Do you have a biggest disappointment? Once the tournament got started, it's kind of the, the usual suspects, Rory, JT. <laughs> Danny DJ, Lee was his Rob. biggest disappointment. <laughs> yeah. Danny Lee for withdrawing. <laughs> Do you think he hurt his wrist? Fuck First no. of all, I think they pressured him to withdraw. No, no, no. Do you think he hurt his wrist? You don't think so? No did you way. see him smash? Where did, did he hurt his wrist? I, yeah. Did you I see guess him smash he, his putter on, had the, a, on the golf bag? Uh, yeah. Like that might have literally been where he hurt he his wrist. He had a big temper tantrum in the locker room, too. Really? Big temper tantrum. That's First what, I'm hearing yeah. that. Either he hurt himself or it was like a mix. Because he was dinking around with his putt. I, I he guys, leaned on him a little bit. He's known for doing this shit. He reminds me. There, there was this kid I, I grew up playing against, Joshua Chong. And if he had a bad wow, round, you're just, gonna nuke just this airing guy. him out. No, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> uh, like we were like 12, 13. Chong, he would, he was, he was good too. He was, and he was a nice kid, but like he would just blow up after the round. He would, one time on the after the 18th hole, the first round of a tournament, he broke every club in his bag over his knee behind the 18th green. The next day, he had a brand new set of clubs, different clubs too. He was like, yeah, you know. Like I broke these, so I got the MP32s, man. <laughs> That's kind of sick. He he must have been a Marist school kid. No, no, I think he was like that is a that is a sick accusation from someone that broke a club recently <laughs> and also has new clubs like every month. <laughs> Danny Lee, I broke one club. That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know, Danny Lee. I feel like there's something I've heard. I've heard some things that not everything's right and great with him, which I. I it, that wasn't fun to watch. I didn't get a lot of joy out of out of that six putt, and I got a, I got a little. Joy I mean, out of it. a little. I, bit. I don't know. It just felt a little. Felt a little. You want to see? I think if I can reach across the aisle, I think you want to see some some people lose their mind a little bit on. Well, yeah, that's why it was Open, right? BS. For, that for actually, sure. biggest disappointment was NBC Golf Channel for yeah. not showing it, and then miraculously finding it in the archives <laughs> after we called them out last night. That kind of thing's going to happen more and more and more with the state run uh, state run golf channel. Watch the choke points, yep. people. <laughs> Should we get to questions? Sure. Uh, Connor Harrington, this is, again, a question we're going to have a lot, I think, in the coming months. Does Bryson win if there's no fans this week? I feel like, or I'm sorry, if there's fans this week, I feel like the New York fans would have gotten in his head so much. It's a very fair question. Uh, I think we should preface all this by, like, who could say, you know? Sure. <laughs> it's, right? it's very important. I, I I certainly think it would have been a, a factor. I, I don't... 100%. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and only... To the negative side. So 
I I don't say this with any sour grapes that Bryson won or that Morikawa won or anything like that, but I I truly think if you had fans at both of those events, the results of both of them would have been different. I'm not saying like it would have. I that's think Bryson a, still would have won this week. But. I'm saying that's a variable in that it it the the week plays out differently. It affects people positive and yeah. negatively as the week goes on. I'm not even saying like Bryson couldn't win. He might have won by 12 with fans for all I'm saying. But I think it is a variable that would 100 percent have changed things yeah. how things played out. I, I am curious what about Bryson makes you think that like people making fun of him to his face would not be. Uh, would not be a motivator. I feel like that's his whole thing over the last like six months. I think for Reed, sure. yes, but I don't know about Bryson. I don't know, man. I think like that's his. I think that's his whole thing. I think he all, doesn't handle adversity very well. I think all he wants to do is just prove people wrong. Like I think, in the, I think, I think that's think his you're whole right. bit. I think you're right in the long run. I think in the moment, maybe not so much. Yeah, he might have not been quite as calm. Like all the things I said at the top of the podcast about how he just never lost his shit. Like he he may have lost. That it. stuff takes energy. Yeah. Like even if you know, like. Reed seems to have limitless energy for it, but like that stuff does take energy to compartmentalize and all that. Like also, I think Wolf would have been such a massive, overwhelming fan favorite in that group today. Uh -huh. Like that, that might have that might have been a little weird. Yeah, uh, Woody. I mean, Woody have like are the New so. York fans? That's like like. I think he's just like a Do young. Do they have any taste? I think he's just like a young, fun. Like, oh, who's this guy? He's new. Yeah. Like, I love it. He would have like played to him a little bit. Yeah. I don't think I, it, I agree. The New York fans are going to be like, "Look, check out this guy, man. He's so smart. Like that's cool. Like he's he's the scientist." What do you so, think? You're better than me? Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> and I, I just don't think that that's going to be the vibe they're you gravitating like, towards. Uh, I think they would have stuffed him in the locker. You look like John Gotti, my man. <laughs> uh, flipping back around on uh, on Bryson Slicks asks, "Does Bryson carry the same success into the next two majors, both being at Augusta?" It's a fun little nugget. The same success as in, do I think he'll win both by six? Well, <laughs> no, oh, hold on. Before do I think we, he'll contend? Does he get one green yeah. jacket out of the next Before two? Before we talk about the next two majors being at Augusta, we need to we need to announce something. <laughs> well, we were considering, oh, like, I don't know if, you know, is that really going to be a U.S. Open next year at Torrey Pines? The, for, for, like, first of all, the major venues suck next year. They're, they're not good. And so we're, we're saying that we're going to say the players is a major. <laughs> Next year in March. You're with, elevating we're it. We're elevating with, it to a major. With a carryover. With a carryover. So it's really, it's you like know. like one and a half to two majors. Exactly. And then, uh, you know, the U.S. Open. I, I think we're going to. Uh, it's not, not in the road next year. <laughs> Preemptively not our Open. And we're pushing this legislation through now, and hopefully it'll all get resolved shortly. But that's that bill has been introduced. Yeah. So, so we can say for certain the next major will be at Augusta, but we cannot say for certain whether the next two will be at Augusta. Exactly. Right. Correct. Okay. You know, I don't think there's any reason to believe that Bryson won't play well, right? If if he's healthy and comfortable and well, I think it's like there's how, a, how do you like 15 of guys course, he's going to win for 15 sure. guys show up with a chance to win the Masters. That's what I was going to say. He's, he's like definitely one of them. You've got to yeah, you've got to be very upfront about the fact that the field's way smaller both There's, there's like, no there's no green reading books. That's interesting. Is it I think it is. I think he's. I think it totally is. Yeah, I think he's mega. I don't know if I'm relying on that. That's what even, they, even if just for like confirmation yeah. bias. And that's that's what I think they. they I think the numbers like this is another pet peeve of mine that like all the shit he's rattling off 
before he hits and all the announcers are like, oh, who, who the hell knows what any of that means? It's like, well, you guys should. Like, yeah. it doesn't seem like that complicated. He's asking for the front and he's asking like what percent swing I should hit. It actually and, has never made more sense to me than yeah. when they, the one time they dubbed, like put the audio down there and, and the plan to land it three yards short. I was like, oh, so he's hitting like a 75% yeah. wedge. Like, oh, that made a lot of sense. Roger, well, if I, y'all can make sense of that. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> he's, uh, Roger might need to But go. I think he does the same thing on the greens. When you do hear his audio, he's always talking about like percent slope and all of those different things. Like I think he's, I think he's deep in the, in but the screen. It's so deep book. part of his process that yeah. even if, even if he's not, you know, if he internalizes the information beforehand, he's, it's still going to change his process. It's going to change something. It's a variable. I yeah. would just say that for a golf course, you don't see every year. I think the greens reading books pay off exponentially harder than a place that you might know decently well. Like I, I, I don't know. That's I, fair too. I, yeah. I I think it's at a certain point you just begin to start remembering those greens at Augusta. I would think, and I I don't know. Interesting and quote from Bryce. Are they allowed in practice rounds or anything or I what? Know. I don't think they're allowed tournament week. As far okay. as I know, I don't um, know they exist. I don't know. That we, uh, interesting quote from Bryson after the round. They they made the fairways too small this week for the guys that were really hitting the fairway. If it's too narrow, length is going to win. Too wide, length is going to win. So they just erred on the side of making them too narrow. Yeah. He said too wide or too narrow length oh. is going to win. But if you find the right mix. Well, good luck. Like, how do you find that? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't think the USGA knows either. I'm like trying to think of it. I'm trying uh, to like. I, but some of that, some of that seems like it, it also comes down to the dog legs, right? Because if, if you're not worried about running through a dog leg, you're just going to really just, unleash yeah. on it. I, it all comes back to firm greens, but I think short and wide is better off for a interesting, diverse leaderboard, if we can truly rid ourselves of whatever the par would be, that is our best opportunity for a varying styles of play to be able to compete. Yeah. Otherwise, everybody, you better get in the lab and, and bulk up. In and, that yeah. instance, like the long players are still probably going to win. Probably. Yeah. yeah. But at least the other guys have a fighting chance. Yep. Brendan Ty was not going to last four rounds on yeah. this golf course. Um, yeah. I think he's going to win one. To answer your question, I think he's going to win one of the two Masters. More than two, one, more of, than two. one of the two matches. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. It, yeah, is it is it Rory time? We'll get there. Quick well, shout it's, out. It's probably gonna be Rory time at uh, Kiowa. Yeah, probably <laughs> uh, in May. Bishop Pickering is Jim Furyk winning back to back weeks on the Champions Tour more impressive than Bryson's win? I think we could all agree that's <laughs> that's true. Shout out to uh, shout out to Jim on that one. Um, Especially because you beat him at Timaquana. <laughs> we tied. Ago, right? We tied. He made a 20-foot on the last hole of time. It was the greatest round I've probably so ever So technically, so, you won today. I won. I was going to say, Solly's won in the, ch- the Champions Tour, and you <laughs> you top 10 at the ANA right, uh, last weekend true. off of Gabby's. That's uh, right. Really good play. That's right. So, my Well, you also... You're having a big year, <laughs> There was a week in, uh, in January, Randy. This is like my favorite fact ever, where you and I played the same tees at Jack's Beach, and you beat me straight up. And later that week, I played with Jim Furyk in the same season. I beat him. So you've beaten Jim Furyk. Congratulations to the 2003 U.S. Open champion. How about that? Big Randy. How about that? (laughs) Any given Sunday, man. Um, Let's see. Georgia Hall just won in a playoff out in Portland at the Cambia Portland Classic. How about that? Good for her. Maximus 9966. Are we ready to call this performance Tiger at Pebble in 2000 light? Characteristics are similar. Physically, Physically dominant over other players. Seem to play a different course from everyone else. Only player under par wins by numerous shots. Sure, that's a solid case. Yeah, that's, a, that's very a, light. Very light. Uh, 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I also think there's a take out there, and I'd have to flesh this out further, that Cat, like 2000, he was also like one of the first in the new ball. and Well, I was going to And first to learn it. I, I didn't really, yeah, I wasn't planning to unpack that off the top of my head, but I feel like there's a lot of parallels with technology yeah. as well. Benny Big Divots, would we like to thank our sponsors? <laughs> uh, we've done that. That's, yeah. a good, that's, a, that's a good name, too. Is it Hamstram time? We're far in. I don't I don't know if I have a ton of stuff, but... Sure. I mean, I, I will happily... Well, please, please, I, well, we need to set a strict time limit. What do you think it should be? Uh, one total minute. I think oh. for majors, if we have not let it bleed into other parts of the show, <laughs> I don't even need just, time. These guys are just raring to go. <laughs> no, I don't really have that much. I thought it was... Okay, very 30, much, 30 seconds each? Sure, very much like a PGA Tour week. Didn't feel like they really ramped up. I think they're... You know, their hands are tied with it not being having fans and just not having that natural energy to build off of. The commentary just doesn't really get me there. It doesn't, I don't really learn a whole lot. Maybe it's the same voices that you hear in a PGA Tour week, but it just, a lot of telling me what's on the screen versus, I don't know. And the playing through with five holes to play with the leaders. While, the there's, while there's two guys on the, like, like in earnest, two guys to track on the whole. And course. that was the last hole that it was actually yeah. even somewhat close. That was a tough one for it's me. icky. I didn't. I don't have much time to take up here. Uh, I th- I think that advertising the augmented reality app instead of just watching the players on the golf course, I think speaks pretty loudly as to the priorities of, of what's <laughs> going on. You made me laugh. You, I think you texted us that I would literally just rather them say Deloitte a hundred times in thirty <laughs> seconds. Yeah, like that seems like the whole point of the app is just like we need to get <laughs> Deloitte some run here. It's like you know when you're you know when you're watching the you know not watching the U.S. Open, you can fire up the AR app. Like, but I am watching the US well, Open, man. Just show it to me. You try to download the app, and you're like, no, I didn't try. I downloaded it, and it worked fine. I just don't. It's such like, an answer to a question like this? nobody has. Like, I don't know why anybody would ever want that, but that's, that's all I got. Uh, I, I, you know, rescind the rest of my time. I thought Fox, Fox was missing in that, you know, say what you want about their production, about the talent, about the commentary and all that. They brought a fresh set of eyes, different camera angles, different tower heights, you know, more handhelds. Obviously, it was a lost leader. They weren't making money on it, but with NBC, it just felt like, hey, here's here's the you know here's the U.S. Open. It's no different than the other twenty tournaments that we. They're a little on their us. on their laurels a little bit, you know. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're here, we're gonna do and, it. And you can like, tell that they're making cuts in yeah. the like, and they'll 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 blame it on COVID, and I guarantee you, it's there's some serious budget stuff going on too, because I think they're making cuts across the board on the number of cameras they have out there some of the technology that's out there, et cetera. Even their graphics showing the slopes of the greens didn't really show the slopes of the greens. No. We should point out they just, I think, found out they were getting this like yeah. a couple months ago. So that's got to be it's a factor. True. It's definitely a factor. I don't know. I appreciated having someone come in with just full-on energy for a major, and that's what it felt like with Fox every yeah. time. And that, I don't I, know. I do want to say I think the Peacock stuff was overblown. I agree. It I was a mistake it was totally to go fine. to it on Friday afternoon. Thursday afternoon. Or, or, or Thursday afternoon. Like that was an icky move on their part to just, you know, juice some peacock sign up stuff. You know, they didn't get Randy. As I told Randy, <laughs> you, you, you can't stop the cock, man. <laughs> Randy was peacock blocked there for a while. I just, the only thing I want to say is I miss my absolute hitter, Ken Brown. Miss the brownie yeah, yeah. points. And how, oh gosh, how good of a week would this have been? I know. For, I know. Rolling the beach balls out there. I know. Gosh, it would have been good. I, uh, I want to see Bones just move straight into the booth. Yeah, I don't know if he needs to be out describing shots that much because he he can think it through probably a lot more and talk about pressure and all these things. I know he's not the one hitting the shots when he's out there, but he's seen through so much that I think a little more time in the booth for him would be better for him to instead of just describing 
golf no, shots. No, totally. Especially I, if it's taking <coughs> place of Faldo. Well, got, and that's where... Uh, I know, Randy, I know we're overextending our time here, we're, but we're, I think this is... Run a, way over. I think this is a constructive, a constructive point that... I would bet that the PJ Tour and the USGAs and the Augusta Nationals and those people of the world that are the rights holders talking to these networks about how to do their coverage would disagree with this take. But the booth doesn't need to be so fucking like reverential all the time. It doesn't yeah. need to be like a church where all these guys are just constantly just like praise, just speaking in such platitudes and such grandiose conversations. Like how much better would it be to your point? Exactly. Sally, if it was bones, especially on Thursday, Friday, if you want to save the really syrupy stuff for Saturday, Sunday, like go ahead. Thursday, Friday, the only people watching like week to week PJ tour stuff are the complete sicko, hardcore golf fans. Just make it much more like a podcast. Right. And obviously we're very biased <laughs> towards that medium, but just get bones in there, like telling stories and it doesn't have to constantly be describing what you're seeing already on the golf course. Just like stretch it out, let bones, like give bones some air to, to tell stories and to really like have those guys play off each other a little bit. I feel like you would learn so much more because once they start telling stories, there's a point they're telling the story. There's, yeah. there's a point of why they're telling the story. Even Zinger telling to, stories yes. would be good. Was, Justin Leonard's actually low-key really yeah. good. Some of the early coverage that he was on, they just, instead of just, oh, we don't need to hear you talk about what's on the screen, we can see uh, yeah. it. And yeah. they I would talk, like to see more of that. Yeah. They, Kurt Byram's kind of good at that as well. I, I, I enjoy that. Um, but yeah, it just becomes a, uh, they cut to Gary Koch and David Faraday in the, in the tower, and they just literally tell you what's on the screen. And uh, maybe a, a, a comment in there, and it just doesn't, doesn't do it. Uh, I think, I, I said this to Porter, it is very obvious if you sit and watch, like sitting through a major, golf coverage is not for watching TV. Watching golf on TV is not for people that watch golf on TV. <laughs> right. Like it's just like you hear the same Billy Casper thing if you watch all of it, but like they're trying to do this for the person that doesn't even actually the watch it. drive-by viewer. Yeah, it's just, it's hard. Well, I, I thought Faldo made a really, really interesting point about Hideki uh, this week. If, <laughs> if Hideki were, were to have won today, uh, it would have been worth a billion dollars, according to Faldo. With a B. With a B. A billion dollars. Trace, uh, trace commas. $15 million per year over the next 10 years. 20 years. 20 years. Or 20 years. Which is still only, what, 300 yeah. million? Yeah. And, and <laughs> glowing brain shit there. <laughs> what, are you, what are you nerds doing math? <laughs> and then even, like, Faldo usually has to, like, budget in some divorce settlements within that, uh, oh, those 20 years as well, right? Yeah, that... I, I'm good. I hope I, Faldo beats you up before. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the biggest fucking hand. Yeah, I know. You'd kick the shit out of you. You better not get in a grappling match with him. <laughs> <laughs> what a, he made a good, actually, a good, uh, good comment on on course setup, uh, talking about like uh, at Pebble. Yeah, that's what we need from Faldo. It's like, dude, you competed in all these majors. Like, tell us about it. It's like, yeah, if the greens were firm at Pebble and on twelve, we just hit it in the bunker. That was the only chance you could make par. I was like. Fuck yeah, give me more of that, man. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's like, even if it's Faldo, let's start yeah. small. Just like, dude, just tell some stories. And hopefully they're not all, you know, the the most like self-aggrandizing stories. Yeah. But like, yeah, just just teach us stuff, man. We're here to learn. Well, that's... I not think, make I, out with I, you, I think Randy. that's why we get so frustrated with Faldo. It's like, yo, yeah, you've won six majors, dude. Like, yeah. to take us there. We, like, I want to learn something from you. And we never do. How many right. majors do you think Bryson's going to win? Well, as a question, going forward... 29. Bryson, more majors, Bryson. <laughs> well, you got to remember, he's living to 130, so. <laughs> more majors, Bryson or Brooks going forward? I mean, I'll, I'll say whoever you put up against Brooks, I'll say that person, like Cantlay or Brooks. I'm, I think I'm going to say Cantlay. 
Bryson or Brooks? I'm saying uh, Bryson. Like just because of injuries? Yeah. Bryson, and, and Bryson just or I don't, Rory? I don't think Brooks. Like I don't think Brooks is going to have the longevity either. Bryson or Rory? So I don't make me answer that question, man. Bryson, a hundo P. It's definitely Bryson. I'm going. Sucks. I'm going Rory. I've. Oh God, I hope it's Rory, but if it. I think Rory's got a like couple more right binges now. in him, man. But it's been like six years. <laughs> I know. Of of his prime. How old is his Rory? capital P How prime? How old is Rory? Like thirty-three. Okay. Thirty-two, something cool. like that. Is that cool. right? I rest my case. Rory's like thirty, isn't he? Is he that young? Yeah, I think so. He was 21 when he won. 31. 2011. Yeah. Okay. Um, He's a father now. I heard that. People forget. Has Bryson sold a single length set of irons yet? Oh, for (laughs) sure. 100%. I like, I'm not going to say I thought about it, but like, it's an interesting concept. There's a lot more people with a lot more money and a lot more free time than me who I guarantee you bought. So you got like, design your swing around that. That's why I'm wondering if people are actually doing that. But, oh, I think, for sure. What do you, I don't even I can't put a number on how many, but I I promise he sold a lot of them, a depressing amount of them. Has he sold any of those dumb hats? <laughs> the hats are so dumb. <laughs> oh, we didn't even and talk about dumb meta. the hat. It's looks. kind of meta too, because he's got his logo <laughs> is literally him, his hat, and his <laughs> and his like thick ass neck behind it on the hat itself. <laughs> All I picture is poor ass. Oh, at any given time he can, he tweets the. <laughs> the screenshot of him grabbing the railing at the President's Cup, leaning back and screaming as loud as he can. It's just, it's, I thought you were going to say the Russian... Uh, the, yeah, the oh, that was, yeah, of course. And, and like the velour tracksuit. Borat tweets a lot of great stuff. But yeah, those are the top two for sure. Yeah, Bryson is completely distracted us from the fact that he wears that stupid hat. I didn't right. even think about it once today. I know. All right, Bryson or... Uh, Bryson or JT? Bryson, like I, again, I know it's like. Is it anybody over Bryson right now? I'm going JT over Bryson. Really? Yeah. JT's looked a little squirrely. And it's not saying that like JT or that, like I, I, Bryson's a fad or anything like that. I just like I, you know, there's reasons that like, you know, he hasn't like he didn't win the PGA. Like there's reasons that he like when he doesn't win, it's for a reason too. Like the putter's not always going to cooperate with the, him. The only person I think I might be taking over Bryson right now, and it's going to piss Randy off, is Ron J. Ham. I was going to say Rom. I know it hadn't happened yet, but yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of Rom, he put it on a platter for me today, guys. The Canadian hit. Oh God! Congratulations. Four hundred and forty-four points. Congratulations. Um, all five. We all are five up against a break of- here. <laughs> we gotta wrap this up. Can I say one more thing? Anything else before we do wrap up? I think I'm. Uh, the Sunday recaps used to be a lot longer, but now that we got these daily pods yeah. that we've been putting out, Ooh. I feel like a lot of our takes are out there. If you're if you're jonesing for more, if you want to hear. Three and a half hours on the course set up. Go check out Thursday, Fridays. Uh, I do just want to say, like, that wasn't a bit. Like, I truly believe that, like, I that that's how like, I was. That, that's I, how I prefer to watch the U.S. Open, and I like a very I like consistency from start to finish. Or if it's gonna if it's gonna amp up round around, then what were the best examples? Damn sure, then? better amp up round around. What are the best examples of U.S. Opens then that have been the best setup and consistent day to day and hard enough and not over the edge? Um, well, don't take out that last caveat because yeah. that's one of my big things. I and, love when it gets over the edge. And, and this I is totally where, understand why the USGA doesn't want to do that because they, you know, obviously Shinnecock was a debacle for them. Like they're trying to put some goodwill in the bank here. But let's let's just let's go year by year and just say yes or no whether you approve. Twenty nineteen U.S. Open setup Pebble Beach. Oh no, disapprove. No, twenty eighteen Shinnecock. 
Uh, they, no, they because Sunday was it, a disgrace. Exactly. They crowned him. No. 2017 Aaron Hills. Candidly, I didn't, I didn't watch I didn't really have. <laughs> I didn't really have a huge problem with Aaron Hills because like, you weren't going to – that was the type of tournament you were going to have at that course. Mm-hmm. If they we, got back down a little bit with the with all the rough stuff at the beginning. 2016 Oakmont. Shout out to Kevin Knott. Oakmont was good. It was fun. Oakmont was okay. 2015 Chambers Bay. Hell yeah. I love Chambers <laughs> Bay. <Yeah>. 2014. <laughs> that was a fun tournament. It was awesome. What was 2014 again? Uh, was that Marion? No, 13 was Marion. It was 14. Oh, Pinehurst. 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 Pinehurst was excellent. I think they can amp up the greens at Pinehurst. Either. Didn't Keimer just like put yeah. everybody away? Yeah. yeah. Putted yeah. from yeah. everywhere. So that, that, but even with that, it was a very similar, I think, similar leaderboard to this. Well, right? I think something with Pinehurst, though, is, and that's going to change in the future here, is the, that native hadn't truly grown in yet. Right? It was still kind of mm-hmm. spotty, and it, was, it wasn't necessarily the half-shot penalty or the quarter-shot penalty where like one out of every three or one out of every four times you're going to be totally boned. Yeah. Most of the time when those guys walked up to their ball, that stuff hadn't really true, you know, truly grown in yet. Marion, yes. Okay. Like they had to trick it up, but it was it was cool. 2012 Olympic? Mm. Olympic just totally washes over me. 2011 Congressional? Hell no. no. 2010 Pebble? That was GMAC? Yeah. That was better than 2019. Yeah, that, that was. was. Yeah, that was better than, yeah. I, I think you're going to look back at this more fondly than you then you I think we've think I think we've put too much thought into oh, it. Well I think this, this is... the sum of it, like like yes, did it end up in a in a good place? Right. Absolutely, yes. But like there was there was just some we just wanted, a, flaws. We wanted a little bit more. Exactly. I felt a little bit deprived. To give equal time, I, I thought they did an excellent job. <laughs> I thought week. it was that that I think I, I get where you're coming from and yeah, I would have yeah. loved to see more carnage and all of those things. I, yeah. I fully am with you. All I'm saying like, But I thought they did a great job. This wasn't based like on a all skip the and Shannon thing. Like like we weren't saying this stuff because like oh that you know what? Nerve. We, I was just we, we need like a counterpoint. <laughs> it was like no, like I legitimately right. like like that's like th- there there's only so many times each decade that you get to have a tournament in one of the hardest courses on the planet when the temperatures aren't crazy and they can actually do whatever the yeah. fuck they want with the golf course. And I would say prepare yourself to be very disappointed going forward because I think this is as successful, uh, very successful in their eyes. I don't disagree with it, but I I know you guys are think, you know, way in on this brand and it's got to be toughest test and the commercial about the blood and everything. Like they're act- also actively saying like this is probably going to be e- this is going to be easier. Like we are going to we've listened to the players some and I know that's kind of your point of like they shouldn't have listened to them it's this like much They blah, all blah. think it's fair. All right, cool then. Like <laughs> we're not then it's obviously not yeah. not hard enough. Yeah. I uh, think that that they I I I I don't want to go to bat for the players on this, but I think these guys honestly and truly especially the best players do know and appreciate a good, hard, fair, tough setup. And they have issues when it, the pins get in the really silly spots. And to be honest, a couple spots today were like, ooh, that could have got, with a little more wind, that could have got a little bit dicey. That's why a place like Pinehurst is really interesting to me because like, the, the players don't look as silly when the ball is rolling 10 feet off the green into rough. They yeah. look silly as hell when it rolls 50 yards off a green and then they have an impossible shot coming back up. Like, so I think... Which is the best. LACC, say the next 23, th- Pinehurst, 24. Like Those are the ones I'm looking forward to the most because it's... We might not be recognizing the U.S. Open until, until we get to LACC. Brookline will be fine. It's just going to be a little bit different. They have smaller greens. Uh, Brookline will be a little bit like winged foot as far as the corridors and all that stuff. There's more... More hills and stuff, but the greens are just tiny. <laughs> you got tiny ass greens. <laughs> 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 dolphin greens. We got to talk about THG too. 
Oh my gosh. So I had made a bet a few years ago with uh, the infamous THG, one of our buddies. And I, there was no downside for me, but he said if Bryson ever wins a major, he is going to buy me diamond seat tickets at the Reds game. Which that's like the cra- the whole shellfish bar. That is all you can eat, all you can drink, right behind home plate. Uh, so that cash today, it was exceptionally, exceptionally fun for me. Uh, we just got to get this COVID stuff behind us, but... Look for me behind home plate sometime next year with THG. Are you going to dress up like Marlins, man? No, I'm going to have THG dress up like Marlins, man. I might dress up like an ump and call balls and strikes. Does uh, THG get to go as well? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Red and, alert. And, and Tron wants to go, but THG is, I don't think he's going to take Tron. Red alert, red alert. This is from Will Gray's Twitter. Uh, Rory McElroy has commented on Bryson. I think it's brilliant, but I think he's taken advantage of where the game is at the minute with the way he approaches it, arm lock putting, everything. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. He's just taking advantage of what we have right now. Or the A, the arm lock <laughs> putting is bullshit. B, the greens reading books are bullshit. And C, he cheats on like half of his shots every day because he takes so fucking long. <laughs> the lining up your play, the caddy lining up the player. The, the Wolf doing that is... today too is like Wolf belongs on the LPGA with that shit. Bryson is the walking. Burger does that too. Bryson Not is the good. walking embodiment of you don't like it, close the loophole. Yes, yes, yeah. Which is uh, that comment from Rory is very interesting. Sanction. Like, do yeah. do guys start now lobbying for rule changes? This that's is the thing. We're we're, this we're is what creating saying. a coalition of saying. the willing yeah. now. I, I want to give a huge forty nations ready to yeah. roll. I want to give a huge shout out, friend of the program, Anti Faldo on Twitter, who called Bryson the canary in the cold stone. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is it, man. He's the one. If you haven't been paying attention, like, this yeah. is it. It's here. Hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> the skies are orange. <laughs> I am smiling from that. Remember Rory when comment. he said, It's going like, to get yeah, weird. Like, it's going to get yeah. weird. This was our only, this so, was our only hope, right. guys. The battle lines are going to draw. Who's going to be on Rory's side? Like, who's going to be on, Br- on Bryson's side? Who's going to be, like, I mean, listen to that question. Yeah, who's going to be super yeah. pro Bryson? But there are this some guys both. that, there are some guys when you get down to it that are going to, probably take advantage of some of this stuff the same way Bryson does, and they will absolutely be on his side. That's what I'm saying. Who are those guys? I feel like we've got to get in the stats a little bit. You're going to have Brooks on on Rory's side. Team well, you have Brooks on whatever the yeah. opposite of Bryson's <laughs> side is. I don't know that he's necessarily pro-Rory. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you guys a story from, from a Wingfoot. From a source of a Wingfoot. First of all, the, all the superintendent stuff uh, on, from Thursday, total bullshit. <laughs> like, that didn't happen yeah. at all. And... Uh, <laughs> Not him saying he's going to resign if that's all true, but like there was the, a report, the whole like there was a report that a, he was mutiny afoot, that yeah. he was furious with the USGA setup, and that yeah they they were just at odds. It sounds like that was much much overblown. Yeah, and some member you know some member uh, myths there. But one story that you can take this how you will. If Reed was joking or if he was trying to send a little message too, I guess he was out practicing. This was either Tuesday or Wednesday night. And they're watering the green, and he walks up behind one of the greenskeepers and, and like crimps the hose. <laughs> the guy's like, just like no more water's coming out, and he's like, "The hell's going on?" And then he looks back, and Reed is, Reed has the hose in his hands, and he's like, "Hey man, what's up?" And he's like, "Quit watering, man. I'm a. I'm trying to practice, and like b. Like quit watering. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah, it's firm. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right." I think that's a wrap on the U.S. Open. We're going to fade a little bit. I think I'm a little exhausted on pro golf for oh, a little bit. We might be fading yeah. a little bit here this fall, and we'll be ramping up. This Masters is going to be off the charts. I know it's football season, but it's going to be enormous. There's going to actually be lead up and run up to it. I'm interested to see what some of the top guys are going to do as far as what they're going to play leading up to it. 
all that. It's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic. Tiger Woods is defending the defending champion, <laughs> by the way, which is wild. That's wild. So so Tiger's gonna play Sherwood probably, and then I would assume probably that. Well, in the big the big match this week too. That's right. We're no laying up is sending two on the ground reporters to the Payne's Valley Cup. Uh, myself and Big Randy will be out there. Hopefully, you know you can find some community with. Uh, the McRib slash the McSplinter slash whatever else you've called him, uh, Rory McIlroy. Uh, we'll see how he, he takes to you. But R- Rory ball game. <laughs> uh, yeah, so maybe a little Mr. bit of content coming out of there. Mr. 400. <laughs> Look forward to hearing about that. So thanks everyone for tuning in. Fun week. Thanks to you boys um, for a, a terrific week of banter, if you will. Sorry, and, thanks to you, man. And uh, you know what? You're welcome. Thank thanks you very to much. Mr. Nicholas. Yes, thanks to Mr. <laughs> Nicholas and all the sponsors. Uh, cheers. Have a wonderful week. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect anything.